The flesh is not your problem. You have ability to rule your flesh. The world is not your problem. You have a world overcoming faith. The problem is spiritual. To verse 31. Ezekiel 36, verse 24 to 31. And the word of God says, For I will take you from among the heathen and gather you out of all countries and will bring you into your own land. Then will I sprinkle clean water upon you and you shall be clean from all your filthiness and from all your idols will I cleanse you. A new heart also will I give thee and a new spirit will I put within you. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh and I will give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you shall keep my judgment and do them. And you shall dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers and ye shall be my people and i will be your god i will also save you from all your uncleanness and i will call for the corn and will increase it and lay no famine upon you and i will multiply the fruit of the tree and the increase of the field that ye shall receive no more reproach of famine among the heathens then shall you remember your own evil ways and your doings that we are not good and shall love yourself in your own sight for your iniquities and for your abomination may the lord add his blessing to the reading of his word shall we be seated by the grace of god this morning into the early hours of the afternoon i will be sharing a message titled how to change your life how to change your life how can i change my life how can i change my life let's pray father god we thank you for the privilege we have this morning to come into your presence lord your word says we should come boldly to the throne of grace that we receive grace and find mercy to help in the time of need we appreciate you father for your loving kindnesses and for your tender mercies lord speak a word into our hearts and our situation and lord bless us with the power with which we can be doers and not hearers only let your word and your spirit be glorified we thank you for every and all things you've done anoint me lord to stand in the areas of my office and minister according to the ability that you give that you in all things may be glorified anoint the people's ear to be listening their minds to be open and their spirits to be receptive so that at the end of the day what you want to be communicated will have been communicated and they will be walking in the truth and the fruit that justifies the investment of these words in their lives we honor you thank you father in jesus name we pray amen how to change your life without any fear of contradiction I know all of us to one degree or the other have one thing or the other about our lives that we desire to change i do not know of anyone who does not want to change bearing in mind that there are possibilities for improvement all of us to one degree or the other with reference to one thing or the other have something we will want to change in our lives or concerning our lives if i were to ask you what do you want to change about your life 
I may probably have several responses like I want to be less fearful I want to be more confident I want to be financially independent I want to worry less I want to be more reliable I want to be more obedient I remember one woman who was having a birthday and I asked her I was so shocked at the response she gave me this is a member of a church where I went to minister in one of the states in this country I asked her I said what will you want to change about your life since you are turning 40 years she looked at me and said you really want me to tell you I said yes he said I want to be more faithful to my husband I was shocked flabbergasted bewildered overwhelmed taken aback amazed astonished when she told me that what she wanted to change was that she wanted to be more faithful to her husband he said i want to be more faithful to my husband that is the birthday gift i want to give to him i said what is the problem area he said in finance i'm not faithful to my husband i lie to get money in sexual matters i'm not faithful to my husband i experiment with other people outside i'm not faithful to my husband in obedience when he tells me to do this i do more than what he has told me and yet never really do what he tells me to do so all of us to one degree or the other if we're going to be sincere and we are going to be candid if you ask the question what do you want to change about your life you're likely to have one thing or the other that you want to change but let me move on by saying this not only do we as individuals have some things we'd like to change about our lives those people who are around you who are associated with you and who relate to you those people who are in your life will also want to change some things about your life in other words if i to ask your wife or your children or your colleague or your roommate what they would like to change about your life they are likely to have some things that they also want to change about your life i mean if i ask you as members of this church what will you want to change about reverend george surely you will say probably we want him to travel less we want him to be around i mean if you were asked as a wife i've been married to my wife now for, for 24 years if i were to ask her is there anything you want me to change about my life she's likely to have something she wants me to change what i'm saying is this not only do we as individuals want some things change but those people around us and those people who are in our lives also desire that there are some things we ought to change about our lives some of them will like us to change probably the way we dress some of us some of them will like us to change the way we speak some of them will like us to change the way we we will probably relate to them some of them will like us to change probably our level of commitment as a minister in charge of this church if i were asked if there were anything i want to change the life of our church members of course i will have things i want to change so not only do we as individuals have desires to what we want to change those people are also in our lives and who are around us also have some things that they want us to change about our lives let me move on not only do you want some things changed about your life not only do the people around you want some things changed about your life about your life even god have some desires as to what he wants you to change about your life the bible tells us in proverbs 15 verse 3 the eye of the lord is in every place beholding the good and the evil 
if God were to be asked if there was anything he wants to change about this church, of course, he will come up with some things he wants changed about this church. In the Bible, I mean, he, the, the, the word of God was written to the church of Galatia. And God was telling them he wanted them to change some things. Galatians 3.3, 3, O foolish Galatians, have you begun in the flesh? Are you not perfect? Have you begun in the spirit? Are you not perfected in the flesh? Galatians 5.7, he said you did run well. Who did hinder you? In Revelation chapter 2 verse 4, he wanted certain things changed about the church of Ephesus. So even God has desires as to what he wants you and I to change. If you want to know what God wants you to change, you ask him. Ask him, is there anything you want me to change? Is there anything you want me to change about my life? So let's put it in perspective. Number one, there are some things you want to change in your life. Number two, there are some things that others who are around you and in your life want changed in your life. Number three, God even has some things that he will want to change in your life. Having said that, let me move on. Now, you know, you and I know that there are some things God wants us to change in our lives. And sincerely, because we know there are some things we want to change, we have tried various ways and various means of changing it's not because we have not tried that is why those things are still the way they are i mean bachelors that i know have tried to change the fact that they have not married yet despite the fact that they have reached the age of marriage there are people here who will want to change the fact that they are still tenants when they believe they should have become the Lord. There are some people who want to change certain things in their lives. So people are going to remain the same way they are, not because they did not make the effort to change, and you and I are the same way we are, not because people did not express to us the desire for us to change, and you and I are still the way we are, not because God has not made known to us that he wants us to change our lives but we are still the way we are because the method and source that we are trying to use to change our lives have not really worked they have not really worked whenever many people want to change things about their lives they have used various methods some of these methods are their very best have helped them to make minor adjustments but in the final analysis they have not given them the kind of permanent, total, complete change that they desire. What are some of the methods that people have used to try to change something about their lives? What are the methods that people have used? By the way, before I deal with that, let me try and define what it means to want something to change. When you want something to change about your life, what you mean is that you want to make it different from what it is if i want to change my life what i'm saying is i want to make it different from what it is it is in a particular shape now but i want to make it different when you say you want something to change your life what you mean is that you want something to be varied about your life to be varied it has been in the shape it has been in a form it has been in a fashion but you want it varied 
when you say you want something to change in your life it means you want something to be turned into or adjusted for good you want it to be turned into something or adjusted for good evidently without any fear of contradiction what you want to change in your life may be your financial report what you want to change in your life may be your emotional report i remember the years ago what i wanted to change in my life was the ability to be patient ability to be patient with all men ability not to be hasty ability to be able to endure because in the beginning i never, I never was patient now i'm patient almost to a fault it was because god helped me to change in those areas all of us had areas we would like to change in the way we speak the way we relate to people the way we obey we would like to probably be more uh, uh, less worried about everything we would like to probably become less fearful about tomorrow these are things so when we say someone wants something to change what do we mean we mean we want something we want that thing to be transformed which means there is a form in which it exists now but we want it to transform transform which means a different information there is a way in which it exists there is a color which it exists there is a shape in which it exists now we want it transformed years ago there was something i wanted god to change in my life and that is ability to be few in my words ability to keep quiet ability to control my tongue i remember in those days i would quote scriptures like psalm 141 verse 3 said watch all lord over my mouth keep the doors of my mouth scriptures like psalm 19 verse 14 let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight O lord my redeemer I will quote some scriptures because I wanted God to change that something in my life. There are some of you, your mouth have gotten you into several troubles. And you want that to change. You want that to change. I know some women, their problem is their mouth. While the husband is speaking, they are saying so many words. In fact, there was a scientific research some years ago where it was discovered that women speak 30,000 words a day while men speak only ten thousand words and it was discovered that by the time the husband of the house comes home in the evening he has spoken all his ten thousand but the woman had not spoken one of her thirty thousand and that's why most women, women complain my husband does not talk to me now you have the capacity for thirty thousand he has the capacity for ten thousand he has spoken all his ten thousand at work and you have not spoken one of your thirty thousand and so when you come home and you're bombarding him and he cannot see anything is because he has exhausted his word bank while you are yet to touch your own. <laughs> so what am i saying so when you want something changed what do you mean you mean you want it enlarged or you want it reconstructed you want a reconstructed marriage you want a reconstructed financial life you want it reconstructed which means that is the way in which it has been constructed by your environment by association and by the influence of others and your circumstances but you now want it reconstructed reconstructed 
So they want something to change. Several people have tried before now to change some things about their lives. And what methods have they used? The first method people have used to try to change things about their lives is that they have read several books. I call them self-help books and try to change based on the tip in the book so people have tried to change their weight and they have read self-help books so people have tried to change the way they look and they have read self-help books about bleaching and toning and decoration with several colors so self-help books but most of the time the books we read about changing our lives we tell you what you need to do but we not give you the power to do it some people have tried to change things about their lives in what, in what way again by attending seminars workshops conferences many people have tried to change their financial report by going to wealth creation seminars by attending workshops and teachings on wealth management but at the very best you have not been able to change that report permanently as it were because the actual source of total transformation of any area of our lives does not come from seminars and workshops and conferences Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18 says for it is him who giveth the power to get wealth Proverbs 10 22 says the blessing of the Lord maketh rich and addeth no sorrow. Proverbs 23 verse 4 says, Labor not to be rich, cease from your own wisdom. So many of the things we have tried to do to change our lives have not worked permanently because they do not have the capacity to change our lives. Some of us have tried the third one. Some of us have embarked on and tried see, self, uh, several self-discipline regimen. I know a man who said to me years ago that because he wanted to try to control his words and reduce the number of words that he speaks, he goes on a fast. And because fasting makes him weak, and because the world does not bother whether he speak or not and want him to talk, he discovered during the fast that he was talking even more than when he did not fast. Self-discipline regimen in an attempt to change our lives. Ladies and gentlemen, you need to know how to change your life. You don't just need to know what to change. You need power to be able to change what you want to change. And that power does not come from reading books. It does not come from attending seminars and conferences. There's nothing wrong with reading books and attending seminars and conferences. But the power to change your life does not come from successes. Successes, we always tell us what is wrong and what we need to do. But successes don't give us the ability to be able to make the change we want to make. Such conventions and books and self uh, uh, discipline regimen don't have the ability some people have done more than that number four some of us have sought counsel from one source or the other women have sat down men of god they have sat down their friends and they have sought counsel as to how they can change their husbands 
as to how they can change some of their children as to how they can change their own lives at very worst people have given you counsel which you have implemented and you are able to get some results i always tell people after i've counseled them in the final analysis it is not the counsel that changes there is a power behind which is the power of the counselor himself that changes you can't change your life because you listen to counsel there are multitude of counsels i never noticed that when they counsel you to do something the problem is not that you don't know what to do the problem is the power to do it i remember the woman who came to me and said she sought counsel for one of her friends and the friend told her that when your husband is manifesting and raging like a lion in the house you just keep quiet the woman said yes he told me that i should keep quiet but the ability to be able to keep quiet when the man is insulting me is the problem i have he said i know i should keep quiet i know i should not talk back to him he said but i don't have the power to keep quiet when the man insults my mother and said that is how all of you are in your family he said i, I want to keep quiet that's the counsel and i know if i keep quiet it's good he said but the power to keep quiet is what i lack that is to let you know that if you're going to change your life it will not come from counsel or counselors counsel will come counselors will come there are men devices in the heart of a man the counsel of the lord shall stand god does not just counsel but the counselor ministers power for you to do his counsel some people have tried to change their lives and people are still trying to change their lives today but how can we change our lives by counseling or by listening to counseling you can go for psychological counseling you can listen to every counselor every man of god that comes may counsel you this is the way how you treat your son this is the way how you treat your daughter this is the way this is the way is good but the ability to be able to do the counsel is the actual thing that most people need some people in an attempt to change some things about their lives they have done several things some people have changed churches i know a man some years ago who was in this church who was broke and poor he didn't have enough as it were in his life and he felt that he had problems and so he moved from this church when he was living he had two cars he has changed church and he has lost the two cars that he had so changing church does not change your life you can change jobs it may not change your life you can change houses it may not change your life i remember there was somebody years ago who was a member here who was eating in dreams eating in dreams no sooner will he sit down sleep they will serve him eggs rice beans and the kind of food they serve him are the ones he cannot resist and so he felt that it was because of the house where he was living i said why he said because there was a restaurant under this so whenever they are cooking the smell always go up to the lord of sabbath and feel his nose even when he's fasting at times he breaks his fast he says the smell is too much that he begins to eat the smell so he felt that the best way to deal with his eating in dreams was to change houses he changed houses that was when the eating in dreams now to another level <laughs> what i'm saying is this people have tried all manners of effort to try to change their lives change jobs some people have even left this country trying to change their lives they think their problem is nigeria and i always tell them a lizard in nigeria cannot become a crocodile abroad if you're a lizard here when you go abroad you cannot be either a black-headed lizard or a red-headed lizard but you still be a lizard when 
I'm saying is this, some people leave the country. I know some people years ago who are here in this town. I know some who are part, other parts of Nigeria who left Nigeria. All in the name of, well, pursuing the golden fleece. Comparatively, they may seem to be richer than when they were in Nigeria. But compared to the standard of living of where they are now, they are as poor as when they were in Nigeria. They are as poor as when they were in Nigeria. So changing church, changing jobs, changing houses, changing, changing, changing town. These are some of the things that people have been known to employ in an attempt to change their lives. But you see, those things are not things that change a person's life. Those things cannot change your life permanently. They could give you palliative measures. Some things could be altered for a while. But when we talk about enduring, abiding, constant change that is total, changing town, changing jobs, changing church, changing houses is not the answer. I remember the sister years ago who said, in Amakabu, we have no brothers. There are no brothers in this church. All of them are gone. The handsome ones are no longer left there. They are either too old or too young. She left this church. I thought she was going to get married the next year. Up till now, that's almost 10 years ago, she's still unmarried. What you need to change your life is not what you think it is. Some people have tried to change their lives by copying what they see in other people. Some ministers that I know who are not successful in the ministry, where are they? they now they want to change their lives and then they begin to speak like, dress like, and carry themselves like some successful ministers. Thinking that by copying what those people do, they will have their results. No. Ladies and gentlemen, the only source, the only thing that can change your life is the power of God. It's not the books you read. It's not the conferences you go. Jesus already said it. John 15, 5. Without me, you can do nothing. Philippians 4, 13. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. 2 Corinthians 9, 8. God is able to make all grace abound towards you. That you have sufficiency in all things. You will be able to abandon every good work. After Abraham left all of the Chaldees, 24 years after he left, he still had no child. Until the power of faith changed his life. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to change your life, it's only the power of God that can change it. The power of God is the actual source of what can change your life. Every other thing you seek to bring about an adjustment, a reconstruction, an enlargement, to bring about a turning into, an altering, a making different, a variation, an exchange of your life will never be without the power of God. Hebrews 1.3, we are kept by the power of God. I mean, 1 Peter 1.5, we are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the end. Ladies and gentlemen, the power of God is the answer. The power of God is the key that brings your life out of stagnation into a forward march mode. The power of God is the key that unlocks the treasure house of what you are seeking that can change your life. The power of God is the solution. Trusting in any other thing is trusting lying wonders. 
not even the power of meeting a man of God it is the power of God Hebrews 1 3 says God is upholding all things by the word of his power the power of God the power of God is the key but ladies and gentlemen is it because we don't have power that is why things have not changed in our lives someone who is born again someone who is still the Holy Spirit cannot be said not to have power of course someone who is born again John 1 12 says to as men that receive him to them gave he power to become sons of God so somebody who is born again cannot be said not to have power 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7 he said God has not given us the spirit of men of gain to fear but the spirit of power of love and of a sound mind someone who is filled with the Holy Spirit cannot be said not to have power as one that you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you Micah 3 8 truly I am full of power by the Spirit of the Lord to declare unto Jacob a transgression and unto Israel her sins so a born again child of God is someone who is powerful a child of God who is filled with the Holy Spirit is someone who is powerful but why is it that despite you and I having access to the power of God we have not been able to change things in our lives our academic report has remained the same our emotional report has remained the same our physical report has remained the same our our um, uh, our spiritual report has remained the same why is it so because there is a difference between being empowered and activating the power what does it mean to be empowered to be empowered simply means to give power to somebody what does it mean to be empowered it means to enable something or somebody what does it mean to be empowered it means to provide something somebody with the means to do something to be something to get somewhere to get something what does it mean to be empowered it means to make someone able it means to endow or to permit it means to be equipped with what it takes every child of god because of god's love for us we are empowered you already have the power and so if you have the power why is it that things have not changed it is because there's a difference between being empowered and activating the power of god benefits of its empowerment every child of god is empowered there is nothing like you don't have power but the problem is many children of god have not activated the power of god that is in their lives and that is the essence of this program that is the whole thing we are treating this week activating the power of god in your life the power is already in your life not out of your life the power of god is not around your life the power of God is not on top of your life. The power is in your life already. But it lacks activation. It lacks activation. What does it mean to activate? To activate means to energize. To activate means to make active. The power of God is dormant in several people's lives. And it needs activation. And so the teaching, the instruction, the guidance the laying on of hands this week 
are intended to activate. The word activate, I like it. It means to stir up. Like Paul said to Timothy, in 2 Timothy 1, 6, he says, stir up the gift of God. There are several people here who have the power of God in them for ministry, but they have not stirred it up. First Timothy 4, 14, he said, neglect not the gift of God which is in you. The gift of God that is in you is the power. And what that power needs is activation. Activation. When you buy a software at times, they give you a secret code or a number. After you have installed the software, they now call it activation code. Some years ago, I bought a software for my laptop. Logos Bible software with about 230 Bibles on it. About 5,000 books. All in that software. After I bought it, they now gave me an activation code. It was the activation code that gave me access to the benefit of what the software contains. You have the software already, the power of God. You are a born again child of God. You have the software already, the Holy Spirit inside you. But it needs activation. And that is what the program this week is all about. I have invited one, of, one young man, young, one young man that is a very successful entrepreneur. A young man about the age of most of the people in this church. That young man is going to come to challenge and provoke and let you discover that in this so-called country that people are complaining about, you can make millions. The boy is a young millionaire. He's employing people who are his age. He's making money on a consistent daily basis without yahoo, 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 yahooing. Without lying, without deceit. He's going to come and teach you clean principles. Clean principles by which you can make money without stealing, defrauding, or compromising your faith. I'm bringing him to, to let you see. We speak your language. If you think my own language is too spiritual, I say, Baba, eh. Someone you can relate to, someone you can put a face on, is coming to help you see how you can activate. Not only has this young man become rich, he has taken some other people from, from the ground, graduates of this school, who in two years of operating the principle now drive jeeps of their own, jeeps of their own, unmarried bachelors and spinsters. Two years of that graduation. In fact, one of them spent an extra year. But when you look at him now, even his next that graduated before he could graduate cannot stand near him. Clean methods. And he'll be speaking. He'll be sharing from experience and how God brought him from where he was. But more than that, he will also help you activate the power of God in your life. And we are going to be here to lay hands on you. To pray with you. To energize the things that God wants energized in your life. The power of God is the source of change in people's lives. You will, if you read in Ezekiel, you can see where the change comes from. Ezekiel, he said, I will sprinkle clean water upon you, and you will be clean from all your filthiness and from your idols. I will cleanse you. A new heart will I give you. A new spirit. By the time you get to verse 28, he said, You will dwell in the land. That I gave to your fathers 
and you shall be my people and be a God. And I will also save you from all your uncleanness. And I will and I will call for the corn and will increase it and lay no famine upon you. And I will multiply it. You see, it talks about the fact that when the power is activated, things begin to change. Things begin to change. I am where I am today, not because of the color of my skin, not because of the nature of this sound, but because I learned years ago how to put the power of God to work, activate it so that I can get the kind of results that I now have. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to change your life, this is how to do it. The source to any change of life is the power of God. Looking at any other thing is a grandiose waste of time and resources. If you want to change your life, ladies and gentlemen, I want to say some things. I want to say a few things to you. If we are going to get some things changed about your, our lives, there are certain pertinent things you will need to know. I will say six things you need to know. Six things you need to know. If what you want changed will change. If what your colleagues and your friends and your parents want change, change will change. If what God wants to change in your life will change. There are certain things you need to know. Number one, nothing about you can ever change if you have not seen the need and accepted the need for a change in that thing. Nothing can change if you don't see the need or accept the need to change. You cannot change to be more confident if you don't see the need for it. You cannot change to be more loving and caring if you don't see the need for it. You cannot change to be few in your words if you don't see the need for it. It is your recognition and acceptance of the fact that you need a change in that area that makes you seek for a change. The power of God does not work against what you and I don't want a change in. Whatever you can tolerate, the power of God will not change. Whatever you accept, because you've always accepted it, will never change. Even when people tell you, you need to change in this area, and you don't see the need or accept the need to change, that change will never happen. So if you want to change your life, the first thing is, you must recognize you need a change in that area of your life. You must recognize you need a change. You must admit and accept you need a change. Somebody who does not accept that he needs to be born again will never present himself to be born again. And his life will not change because he doesn't see the need to be born again. There are some people that preach and they say, look, leave me alone. And I don't have any bad feeling towards anybody. I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't womanize. Leave me alone. Nobody will ever change something in their lives. Even when people tell you that you need a change, even when God tells us and we do not realize we need it, we will never make the effort for that change. Number two, effecting a change in our lives can only occur as a partnership between us and God. God cannot change you because he thinks you need a change. It isn't a change is not what God can do for us without us. And a change is not what you can obtain without God. God cannot change you without your involvement. God cannot get you saved if you don't want it. And you cannot get yourself saved even though you don't want God to be involved in it. So if you are going to change your life, it's a partnership. 
God will do what only God can do and you will do what you ought to do. It's a partnership. No change can be effected in our lives without the participation of God. You cannot because you want to change, change without God's involvement. Philippians 1.6 God is at work in us both of Philippians 2 3 is at work in us both to will and do of his good pleasure but there is going to be a participation it's a partnership effecting a change in our life is a partnership between us and God it isn't what God can do without us and it isn't what we can do without him he has his own part we have our own part <laughs> we have our own part no matter what God wants to do if you and I are not willing to work with him it will never be done. No matter what you want to do, if God is not in need to work with you, it will not be done. Number three, in changing anything about our lives, in changing anything in our lives, we need to know that why some changes will be and can be immediately and visible to others. Some will not be visible to others and will not be immediate. You want to change your life. Remember that the shape in which you are now is a product of several years of practice. And if it's going to change, it may just not change dramatically. It may have to be line upon line. Precepts upon precept. If somebody is rude, a woman is rude, a man is rude, and he wants to change that thing in his life to some extent there will be some part of it that will be immediate i was telling a girl recently i told her i said if you keep behaving like this you will never be married it's not a cause if you carry on with this spirit i said man cannot skip this no man can live with this i'm a man and to some extent Every man is in certain respect like all other men. In some respect, like some other man. In the final analysis, like I told her, I said, if you are going to get a husband, you are going to have to change. I said, by the way you are going, I can assure you. I said, it's not a cause. I said, I'm not saying it as a man of God. I'm saying it as a man. I said, with my level of tolerance, with my level of patience, I say, I know you are a long way away from being a good wife. Men have problems already. They don't want to marry another problem. Men have problems with their jobs. They have problems with their peers. They have problems with their past. They have problems with their standards. And no man wants to complicate his life by getting his life intertwined with an incorrigible, unreasonable, rude, loquacious, and impossible female homosapien. I say women, we like this. That's why Bible said it's better to go and live in the room of a house than with a contentious woman in the house. I said women cannot stick this. You're nagging, you're complaining, everything is not right, everything is not good. I say, look, she had had about seven relationships, and none of them has matured to marriage. 
And I told her, you will have 70 more. It's not a cause. In changing anything about our lives, we need to know that why some changes will be immediate, visible, others will take a process. A process. Others will take longer. That is why we need to be patient. If you want to change something about your life, it will not quickly begin to appear. Hey, I want to get married. I want to get married. You did not become the way you are overnight. You are already formed. You are already set in your ways like concrete. And for us to chisel you, it takes time. To chisel you into shape, it takes time. Number four. Am I being harsh? Number four. When it comes to changing things in our lives, a major problem is that the way people want change in their lives is such that does not agree with the way in which God works to bring about such changes. When people want to change things in their lives, the way they want those things to change is not in harmony with the way God works to produce the change. You know what? This is the way people want. People always want God to change things. But you know what God does? God wants to change people. It is change people that make it possible for things to change. But we want God to change things. I want to be married now. You have to change first. I want to have money. I want to be rich. You need to deal with greed first. And covetousness. I want to lead. You have to deal with some things first. The Bible tells us the methods of God. The principles of God. Second Corinthians 5, 17. Very simple. We are for if any man being Christ, he is a new creature. Then the Bible says, all things have passed. God usually does not change things. He changes people. And when he changes people, things change. Do you know that many times all you need to do is just get saved and things will begin to change? Those things change in response to changed people. We are faith, many men being Christ. He is a new creature. All things have passed away. The Bible says the state of things have passed away. And that's what is old has gone. What is old goes on its own. When you change, I always tell people this if things around you refuse to change, it means that those things will not change without your changing. And when you change, those things begin to change. Look at what God said here in Ezekiel 36. This is how to make changes in your life. Look at that. He said, then will I sprinkle clean water upon you? He's acting, he's working on you. And you shall be clean from all your filthiness and from all your idols. Will I cleanse you? A new heart also will I give you. And in this spirit will I put within you. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh. And I will give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you. Everything is you. Fortunes change in response to your transformation. Fortunes will change with reference to your transformation. We cannot continue in sin and expect grace to abound. No. If you want to change things. We cannot continue in sin and expect grace to abound. No. If you want to change things, the way God brings 
Our work changes is to change us, not things. We want him to change those things. We want him to make us fruitful. We want him to give us twins. We want him to make us half of class. You are going to have to change before that can be possible. The way things are now is that such a thing can never happen in the state in which you are. The state in which you are does not make it possible for God to do it even if he wants to do it. You will have to become another man before he can do it. He changed Saul's heart before he could reign as a king. God will always change us before things can change. But the problem we have is that the way people want change in their lives is such that does not agree with the way in which God works to bring about such changes. Isaiah 55 verse 8 and 9 said, My thoughts are not your thoughts, my ways are not your ways. As the heaven is higher than the, uh, higher than the earth, so are ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Proverbs 10 29. The way of the Lord is strength to the righteous. Usually men, men's expectation is that things will change without their having, without their, without their changing. But God's expectation is that things will change in response only to the changes in us. <laughs> Oh dear, listen to me. For years, I prayed, God, send me prosperity. Give me money. Give me funds. Oh Lord, until God showed me, he said, if I give you the money now, you'll waste it. If I give you the money now, you'll consume it upon your lust. If I give you the money now, you'll be reckless about it. Bible says in James 4, 3, we ask and we receive not because we ask and miss that we may consume it upon our lust. So you must deal with lust first. You must deal with greed first before you can have access to money. Someone came to me and said, ah! He said, if I'm so blessed the way you are blessed, he said, what I will do with money? I said, that is why you will not be blessed the way I'm blessed. Because of what you do with money. God does not give money to reckless people. He gives money to accountable people. He gives money not to those who are going to spend it on all forms of frivolities. But people who are going to spend it on kingdom building. On kingdom expansion. Number five. Ooh. If you are, another thing you need to know is this. If you are going to change your life. If you, will ever, if you ever want to change things in your life. So that you can become the person God wanted to be. You can become the person God wanted to be. One thing you need to know is this. What can keep you from making that change in your life is not the devil. What can keep you from not what can keep you from not expressing that change in your life is not others. What can keep you from not making that change in your life is procrastination. How can I change my life? Change your life now. Change your life today. Don't say, I will do it next week, next month. I will do it next year. What has stopped people from changing their lives is their lack of interest to do now and immediately what needs to be done. Psalm 95 verse 7. Today if you hear his voice, had it not your heart. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Zechariah 9 12, turn to the song goes, you prisoners of hope. Today, I declare unto you, if you are going to change your life, 
you are going to have to do it now now today here with some people say well i want to change my level of commitment to my church but i will do it in 2009 no do it now if you procrastinate you will lose the ability to be able to act when you feel you need that change is when you should tap into the power of god and activate it for the change whenever you feel like giving give whenever you feel like praying pray whenever you feel like speaking to the situation speak do not say i will do it when i have a more convenient time because that will never come that is one problem area do not be too lazy do not be too complacent do not be too proud to make the change make it for as soon as you believe you need the change how can i change my life do it now before you leave this place make a commitment before you leave this place decide choose don't be too complacent don't be too laid back how can i change my life before you leave this place begin to read the bible the way you say you're going to read it begin to pray the way you say you're going to pray begin to respond the way you say you're going to respond that is how to do it procrastination is the thief of time once you put something forward to another time another day another place another season you will always never get to do it proverbs 27 verse 1 boast not yourself of tomorrow because we don't know what tomorrow may bring we don't know what tomorrow may bring start now if you're going to write the book start now if you're going to begin exercising start now that's how we do monday because by the time monday comes you find another reason to put it forward make up your mind i will lose weight now i want to change my life i want to change the way i look start it now i want to change the way i feel start it now number six very important if you want to change your life please note this making any change isn't always easy if you want to change your life changing your life in any way is not going to be easy but your recognition of the need to make the change and your determination to make that change should make you persevere it's not going to be easy when i made up my mind years ago i was going to be i was going to change my life financially it was not easy when i made up my mind i was going to change my life and i wanted to be more confident it was not easy if you have worried for years and you want to change your life by becoming less anxious and less worried it's not going to be easy before you know it you're already back to where you are and that is why you must be persistent when i made up my mind i was going to lose weight i was going to exercise it was not easy when i started my body was aching me and as i went on i did not immediately see the results but i persisted i persevered because i had made up my mind to be fitter i've made up my mind to be sound i made up my mind to to be stronger no change in our lives will be easy in fact some people will come to us and say ah why are you losing weight ah you look like an animal I will look at your bone it's not going to be easy 
At times you'll be tired. At times you feel like giving up. But I will turn out to stand. The Bible did not say sit down. Have you done to stand? The Bible says what? Stand thereof. You're going to make a change in your life. It's not going to be easy. Yourself will be challenged by it. If you're going to make up your mind that you want to change, you don't want to, you don't want to lie anymore. You want to speak the truth, no matter what it's going to cost you. You know, Nigerians, we are so used to lying that even when we lie, we don't even know we have lied. It just comes naturally. I remember the young man I sent some years ago. He came back and said, ah. He said, but I didn't know that I have so much lies inside me. He said, you can judge the foreign. Now, if that person wants to begin to speak the truth, do you think it's going to be easy? He has lied all his life. He has lied all his life. And so for him to make that change, it will be like challenging the foundations of many generations. What they have done for long, Baraku. What we are dealing with this week is how to activate the power of God in our lives so that we can make that change. The power of God is there. Some women, for them to change and become respectful of their husband, it will be difficult. It will be difficult. I remember the sister I told you about. She said, ah, I can eh, eh, <laughs> I cannot allow a man to climb me in the night and to be climbing me in the day. Ah. I said, what do you call climbing? He said, in the night, he will be on top. In the day, he wants to be in charge. He wants to be the man. I said, he's not the man, he's the husband. And in divine arrangement, the man is the head. I said, ah. I said, ah. I just saw you. Kill and go somewhere. That's why you have remained single, kill and don't so. It's not a matter of debate. It's not an issue for positive comment. It has been set in place, and that's where it is. If you don't want to say, he said, remember one boyfriend he had, and that one was telling me, hey, meet me by, by eight o'clock. He said, if I cannot meet you, wake up. I said, if you cannot meet him by eight o'clock, then you not meet him at the altar. That's what it means. Say, ah, yes, ah, then, ah, then, ah, then, ah. To make changes in things you have been used to for years does not come easy. But you are going to have to make a change. I want to give you five tools that God uses in making changes in our lives. Five tools. And if you want to make a change in your life, you need to relate to these five tools the way God wants you to retail, relate. Number one, the first tool for making change is the new bath. The new bath. If things are ever going to change in your life, the first thing is you must be born again. I didn't say you must go to church. I didn't say you must hold a post in church. John 5, 3, 5. Except a man be born again, he cannot. That is the foundation. Every other change for the child of God begins 
there. Jeremiah 5 25. Your sins and your iniquities withhold good things from you. If you want to change anything about your life, you must be born again. Now, let me now say this for those of us who are born again, and there are still need for us to make a change, you must not be a Christian in good standing. It is nothing to answer the altar call if you are not in good standing spiritually. Let me say this and please hear me today. Most problems in people's lives are derivatives of an inadequate or effective spiritual life. All other problems spring from there. Problem in my marriage. Problem in my finances. Problem in my academics. They are offsprings of problem in your spiritual life. Most of these things come from problems in your spiritual life. It's not just enough to answer another call. The Bible said in 2 Corinthians 13, verse 5, examine yourself whether you are in the faith. It's one thing to be born again, but are you still in the faith? Lamentations 3.40 Let us try. Let us examine our ways. Let me say this to you. The first place you should check if things are not working properly is your spiritual life. Is the fire still burning on the altar of your heart? Are the stones in place? I tell people that. I don't have a problem. When things that are supposed to work don't work, the first place I look, I look at my spiritual when you go to a doctor and you make a complaint, by the complaints you make, the doctors know where to start their diagnosis. They, if you make a complaint, so they will check your pattern for correction, for reproof, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished, and prepared unto every good work. You cannot keep relating to the word of God the way you are leading to the word of God and you want to change some things in your life no the word of god will lay the axe to the root of the tree every tree that brings the word of god is quick and powerful sharper than any two-edged sword if i want to change things in my life the word if i want to change my confidence i have to change the volume of the word of god that i read that i study that i meditate that i memorize that i quote that is why it is important for a stable christian life and a strong powerful life for the word of God to dwell in you richly. Colossians 3.16 Let the words of Christ dwell in you richly. You cannot neglect the Bible and have strength. God gave you the word so that you will, he will tell you how you are supposed to live. You cannot change things more than the word of God allows you to change. Let me give you a good example here. I read this story. It was so funny. A cannibal. A cannibal is somebody who kills people and eats their flesh. He was sitting alone somewhere reading the Bible with a big pot near him. An anthropologist. An anthropologist is somebody who studies people and places and history and genealogy of people. An anthropologist came to him and asked him, this cannibal. He said, what are you reading? The cannibal says, I'm reading the Bible. I'm reading the scriptures. He said to him, he said, don't you know that book is outdated? Don't you know that book is not necessary? Why are you reading the scriptures? Don't you know it's no longer been read in the first world? 
the cannibal looked at him and said if it were not for this book that changed my life instead of me talking to you you would have been inside this pot i would have eaten you if you want to change your life change your relationship with the word of god the word of god is a creative power by god he speaks the word and he changes things arise take up your bed go and it was so stretch forth your hand it was so woman thou art loose from thy infirmities it was so where the word of the king is there is power that is the second tool many people are born again but have not come to the knowledge of the truth i remember years ago in this church we had a problem with some women who had issues about having children there were about 12 of them and i told them i said i just wanted to come and i sat down with them and we went through the scriptures from genesis we are going through every scripture about fruitfulness having child having babies every example we could find anything that had to do with bearing children i explained to them in six months seven of them we are pregnant the word of god is the creative ability of god number three two the holy spirit you can never relate So the holy spirit the way you are doing and succeed in changing things in your life the holy spirit changed peter and paul everybody who has been born again before will know this that after you are born again you need the power of the holy spirit you can see the difference between the apostles before pentecost and after pentecost but while it is one thing to be filled with the spirit is another thing to be full of the spirit i preached a message years ago titled filled with or full of you can order it filled with or full of you can be filled with and not full of when you are filled with the holy spirit it means you have been empowered when you are full of the holy spirit it means you have activated it to be filled with the holy spirit means i'm filled with the spirit speaking tongues but to be full of means i am moved propelled energized by the holy ghost micah said in micah 3 8, he did not say i am filled with the spirit because under the old testament they were not filled with the spirit he said i am full of the spirit romans 8 14 says as men as are led by the spirit they are the sons of god i'm closing now number four two these are the tools god uses in changing our lives born again and being good standing every decay begins inside before it's manifested outside most of those problems are because our spiritual lives are on a state in a state of decline in a state of decay because the strength of the bearers of body are decayed that is why there is much rubbish the rubbish in people's lives is because you are not serving in spirit anymore serving the lord when the food is not hot all manners of flies will play near it when you are hot where will flies come near you not just being born again but in good standing not just having a bible but the word dwelling in you not in the bible dwelling in you let the words of god dwell richly in you want to change your life put more word inside not filled with the spirit but full of the spirit number four Another tool that God uses, listen to this, 
in changing our lives circumstances let me explain that in a few minutes i'll be true god gives us the word to tell us what to do god gives us the holy spirit to give us power to do what he wants us to do but many times many christians are too stubborn to change and so god exposes you to circumstances problems pressures difficulties pain stress heartaches to get our attention a man by the name of c.s lewis says god whispers to us in our pleasure but he shouts to us in our pain there is no circumstance from which you and i cannot learn let me say something to you joseph had to go to become a slave in potiphar's house and how to go to prison in order for god to change him to see his vision come to pass some people's attention cannot be gotten until they fail an exam some people's attention cannot be gotten until they have a disease years ago god said this to me god said stop yourself stop yourself you are walking to and stop yourself and i refuse to stop and god said to me two days before i broke down completely he said if you will not stop he said i will stop you he said if you will not stop and god stopped me i became sick i thought i was i was a superman i became i almost felt like i was going to i was sick night to death that's when i discovered that though the anointing is present but as anointed as elijah was he died sick that's how we stop you some circumstances come away to change us when some people lose their jobs that's when they hear god properly when some women lose their husband that's when they hear when some people have intractable problem on the job that is when they hear what god is saying god whispers to us in our pleasure but he shouts to us in our pain discomfort is one thing that tells most people it is time to change the ordinary way god wants to change is through his word and then he adds his spirit you can see here in ezekiel i'll take the heart out i put my spirit within you i will give you my status but when you don't do it you are setting yourself for a circumstance and a tragedy which will force you to change peter was always hot-headed before they said something i will kill you all. when they came to like jesus he brought out his sword he caught somebody's ear uh -uh. jesus said put the sword inside now God now passed him to a circumstance where a little girl said, You always say, He was overconfident. I preached a message years ago. How the foolish talk to let us know that you don't need to be overconfident. If you're overconfident and you rage on, God uses circumstances to change us. 
circumstance when some things happen you cannot but change i remember the member of our church years ago he used to boast a sister ah anybody hey she'll just be talking we showed that in the bible a woman must be meek the ornament of a meek and a quiet spirit which is the side of god is of great price favors the civil pities then the one that feared the lord she used to be praised. she did not listen one day she entered the taxi ah man taxi when she came i said enter back from that day ah sister are you god bless sister she changed everything changed she became meek she became humble she became respectful circumstances you'll see her running circumstances you it will cook you and you become soft let me close with one more point we are in convention mode not in sunday service mode one more point another tool that god uses in changing us people 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 god will use people to change you you know debbie i mean jacob thought that he was very smart he was cheating everybody he cheated his out of his birthright cheated everybody then he went and lived with laban laban was a master only how that man succeeded in cheating jacob he changed jacob's salary 10 times not upward downward jacob wanted to marry rachel he brought in leah and then he gave him he gave him jara the man emptied all the house girls and all the children and made them the responsibility of one man so that his problem can reduce people god have put some people in your life to make you better i told one woman when she was living with her father whenever they offend her she will leave the house she will leave the house she will leave the house i told her i said pray one prayer that god will not give you a husband like your father or else where will you live to and eventually when god gave her husband the man was exactly like the father <laughs> and so one day she wanted to leave the husband and said, ah, where are you going where are you? and she was going to commit suicide there are certain difficult people in our lives that god is using to mold our character don't run away stay with it don't think somebody is unfairly treating you that is god's tool in your hand to align your character to make you a better person he that loveth his child chastise him many times spare the rod spoil the child what you think is bad for you if you don't learn your lessons to the person that is your life now you will meet somebody like him in the future so you better learn your lessons well God used people as tools to change us. There are some people God has put in my life that made me a better person. If you look at my wife, you think she's very quiet. She's very quiet, but tough inside like a cookie. It is, but what should we do? Oh, you are clapping for her or for me? 
Just, just this month we celebrated 24 years ladies and gentlemen i thought when god gave her to me she was too quiet that i will ride all over her but god taught me a lesson that stand on your feet and bless god come on bless the lord i say god help me to change my life by the power of your word by the power of your spirit by the power of circumstances let's pray for two minutes come on let's pray lift up your voice and pray come on lift up your voices and pray let's pray let's pray let's call upon god let's call upon god